So <clears throat> I'm going to talk about the um, one of the uh, the most important panels, probably a consensus, uh, which involved four politicians and um, the moderator uh, from CoinDesk, who he's the uh, I guess he's the political correspondent for for CoinDesk. And I was actually there in the crowd. And I guess, you know, this, this whole thing is being taped, right? So at least the main stage is being taped and you can go and you can watch it on film whenever they finally release it. Right. So I think right now you have to pay, pay to even watch it virtually, but eventually they'll, they'll make it public. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, I was watching the camera and I can tell you that it was a packed house in here, in there. And, um, and that these politicians were treated like celebrities. And, uh, if you're, if you are sort of an old guard, let's say Bitcoiner, right? Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency created. If you are an old guard Bitcoiner, if you've been around the space for at least, I'd say over four or five years, um, you know, that this is a departure from um, how politicians might be treated um, in the past. And there's still some hostility. There's still some hostility towards politicians. Even at this conference, they, at the very beginning, they asked who here uh, wants Washington to have nothing to do with, you know, Bitcoin or crypto regulation, and they wanted you to boo. And there were, um, there was a very small segment, you know, very, very tiny segment of the crowd that booed. I mean, there were a few people, but definitely small. And then they asked who wants politicians or who respects politicians to go in there and fight for the industry and a huge cheers. So, and while these, these senators and politicians were being brought on stage, they were treated like gods. They were treated like, um, they were treated like they were, they were clapping. It was almost like I was at a concert, right? It was almost like I was at a concert and, um, you know, I guess I'm, I've, I've been to concerts in my past. I'm not a big concert music person. I just say that because there was definitely applause and cheering, you know, um, that kind of thing. Right. So they're, they're not like concert groupies, but they're definitely cheering. And I, I suspected I even was sitting behind someone who might be affiliated somehow with, uh, Senator Gillibrand from New York. Cause every time she spoke, um, they were hooting, hooting and, and hollering. But anyways, um, this is just going to be my take on, um, on the presentation that was given and the questions asked. Um, so the, um, uh, the room is packed. Everyone wants to hear what they're saying because of course they've, they've, uh, released this bipartisan bill, uh, this past week and they really want you to know it's bipartisan. Like they, they basically said bipartisan in every, every other sentence that, that, um, while they were on stage. So they, they, 
spent the bulk of their time explaining why crypto needs to be regulated, why they need to, why they need bipartisan support, and how the process actually works. Um, which was really kind of boring. Like they didn't get into that many details of the bill itself. They basically, and they skipped vast sections of it, like the taxation part, which I've been focused on, but they, they spent the bulk of their time telling us we really need to be bipartisan, basically a civics lesson and how the Senate and house function. Basically they went over um, very common sense stuff like, uh, you know, everyone knows that um, that uh, something probably has to have at least some bipartisan support to pass. And like they all they also know it takes a long time to pass a bill uh, and that it goes back and forth and that there's amendments and that. Um, um, yeah. So what caught my eye was the idea that they were bipartisan and this guy who uh, was moderating the politicians looked like he absolutely revered these people, um, you know, and to, in my mind, they should be treated like average people. Yes, you should respect them, but at the same time, they're there to serve you, right? They're not there to get your cheerleading applause, <laughs> In, but I guess that just shows you what the crypto industry has become, and it, it kind of, um, it sort of, um, in my mind, it vindicates my view that Bitcoin is is nothing like it was in the past. That they are trying to go political, and who wouldn't? So if you're if you have an incentive to if you're if you're in Bitcoin or crypto, you have every incentive to support the politicians that that lobby or that push legislation uh, to benefit you. So I understand why there is lots of applause. Um, it's just a different crowd now that are applauding. So there's different people now in the crypto industry than were before. And the principled people who, you know, would stick to their guns and say, we shouldn't be lobbying crypto. We, we're against every kind of like lobbyist group out there. Like we don't like people being able to buy off politicians especially legislation that we don't like, right, that goes against our interests, why should we Why should we be in favor of doing it ourselves? Well, these are not the same people or they're not principled, right? These people, I think that they're different people. And at first I thought, well, these old guard, you know, Bitcoiners, old guard, or guard, old guard Bitcoiners mostly are not at this consensus conference because this is like a very general, very inclusive, let's say, all crypto asset conference. Most Bitcoiners, the hardcore ones at least, are very, very um, uh, annoyed that there's so many alts, right? That they don't really show up. But in my mind, if they don't show up, they become less and less relevant. Like this is a huge crypto conference. And you're telling me you're not going to even show up? I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't really understand that, that, that logic, right? Um, go there and be in the, be in this, be in the, um, go to this, the, go to this channel, right? And if you're a true Bitcoiner, if you believe that, that, um, Bitcoin isn't supposed to just buy off politicians, right? And, and cuddle up to the state, you'd be booing, right? But there weren't that many of these people there, uh, because they're just not there. The Bitcoiners are not there. And, uh, increasingly the Bitcoiners, they're not, they're not, they, they've thrown in the towel on their principles, you know, now they've 
they love Senator Loomis, right? They, they get behind her because she passes uh, basically special tax treatment for them, which I'm shocked. Like the word, so they did mention there were tax, um, tax um, areas of this bill, and you wouldn't even believe who mentioned it. Senator Gillibrand said that she knew some, there was some Democrat in some committee, right? They were talking about all these different committees uh, that actually uh, either wrote the tax treatment or was championing it. I was like, are you kidding me? You're so a Democrat, right? Wrote the tax part of the Loomis Gillibrand bill. The tax part basically allows, you know, people in crypto to never have to pay taxes ever again on their crypto assets. Um, so you're telling me that Democrat wrote that? Interesting. I was just, I was just thinking that was very interesting, especially that she divulged that, you know, go back and watch the live stream. She said some Democrat, I didn't catch his name, but he wrote the section or he uh, applauded the section, let's just say, on uh, the tax treatment of all these cryptos. So um, so that was the only mention of the tax treatment. It didn't come up at all, at all, you know, in the talk. And what was funny was when the, when the host asked the question, was there anything that you guys had to compromise on, right? Because it's bipartisan. They really want to push this bipartisan. Well, you would think that, that Senator Gillibrand would say, yeah, I had to basically let all the crypto people never pay taxes again. Did she say that? No, she said, she said, no, there was no compromise. Do I really believe that? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I don't believe it for a second. Like, they're trying to 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 pretend like this is very bipartisan, and they were even, you know, the credibility of Senator Gillibrand goes out the door whenever you even have have um, Republican right Senator Loomis questioning on live stage. Oh, what 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 other Democrats are for this? Because I don't know any. Like that, that she didn't say that. She just said, "What other Democrats are supporting this bill, either in the Senate or House?" Because implicit in that in that question of, of of senator loomis was the idea that i don't know that many democrats for this uh please tell me who they are <laughs> so that i can either reach out to them etc cetera, etc cetera, right so um and senator Gillibrand basically she went on a long list list of people who are for it on the democratic side i mean super boring stuff like they didn't get to the heart of the matter they didn't really discuss anything interesting they basically discussed a lot of whether something is the security. And I'm not talking details here. I'm just talking this is what they talked about was in the bill. You know, what, what's the security? What's, what's a commodity? Uh, what, you know, who they want to regulate. Basically, it's going to be CFTC. Um, and then they talked a lot about bipartisanship. They talked a lot about the legal process, which the one, the one good part of this panel was that they, they probably set expectations for, well, they were very, very bullish, right? Eight months was their most bullish case for getting the bill passed, but they said that even that was was incredibly like generous. So they also said said numbers like a year, two years, and even longer than for the regulators to implement it. So they kind of, I would say that they were pretty good at setting realistic expectations of how long this bill might take in Congress, even you know if it gets passed at all, right? Um, now they were they were pretty bullish on their effort and saying, well, we did a good thing by, by introducing it um, bipartisan together. This will help it out. And if you contact your state rep, you know, 
if you make a big stink about this, it could accelerate the, the bill's passage, but you know, it would take kind of a lot, right? Um, and then they, they also emphasize that we need this space to be regulated. People want the space to be regulated. Uh, people don't want to just uh, be fearful if they launch a token and whether it's a security or not, they, they never know, right? They could be knocking on the door. So they want sort of the law to be clarified. I would say that people need the law to be clarified, but I don't agree with their approach. I mean, people need to, to, to learn a law and to, to learn basic concepts. And I, but so I, I, I get the fact that Loomis wants to clarify the law. Like she wants to make it really clear to people, but I reject her bill and her, her legal language if I think it makes things worse and it's untrue. Like I reject it if she thinks that um, Bitcoin needs its own special asset class, right? Or, 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 you know, legal framework to exist. Because I think that if you think about securities laws, um, um, it's a very broad concept and, the idea that if you're what you know you're selling something you need to explain what you're selling and why um and securities laws is confusing right but why isn't there more education out there why you know we have how many lawyers how many colleges out there professors why aren't they opining their viewpoint on this stuff. Why isn't it just a bigger topic? Why aren't more, you know, expert legal minds um, thinking about this stuff? I mean, it's an interesting, it's interesting stuff to classify. Um, You know, if I were to go back to school, I'd definitely become a lawyer and this is what I would do. I would focus on securities laws. It's, this is an interesting topic to me Uh, or I'd focus on the law in general. Like, um, and it's it's a new it's a new thing, yes, and that's make that 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 is what makes it interesting, because you it it, it requires um, you to think about the law and how to apply the law right to this new new concept called uh, cryptocurrency, uh, but the law is built on concepts too, so the crypto people are ignoring the fact that this stuff is very broad on purpose. They're saying, oh well, we don't we we need more clarification. And this is a completely new asset that they didn't, um, Senator Toomey was there and he was talking about this is opening, his opening line was, oh, well, and very cheeky, right? 1934, I don't think they thought about digital assets and crypto. Well, well, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> but the concepts are what matter, right? The concepts are what matter. Uh, not the fact that like crypto wasn't around in 1934. Um, I think people are just dumbed down. Like they don't understand the law, right? They don't even understand basic concepts of the law. Like securities law probably should be taught a little bit of it, at least in high school. Um, This, and perhaps like it's the SEC's fault. Perhaps it's the lawyers that teach law, right? That they haven't made this stuff more accessible, especially haven't like written a lot about how this applies to crypto. And maybe they have, I just, I just haven't heard of it. Um, but why aren't they interested in this, in this field of study? I don't know. It it feels like the only lawyers who are interested in this field of study are the people that, um, that are directly benefiting from the field. So they support the industry. They help defend the industry. All these people are, are biased lawyers, right? That they're working for their clients, uh, in an industry they promote. So they're, they're biased, just like these politicians are biased. 
they're, they're taking a side, right? And so they're completely biased. Um, okay. So they didn't get into the juicy part of the bill. Uh, they basically, they basically focused on clarity. Everyone wants clarity. Yes. But that doesn't mean that you should go and write a bill just to, just for the purpose of clarifying, right? You write a law that says such and such asset is not a, uh, security, right? Like Bitcoin. Um, that is not clarification. Um, and, and writing new laws around the securities laws, like adding to it does not, you think that's clarification. That's actually modification, right? Because if you're changing securities laws by adding to them or just dictating what crypto assets should be under your own theories, uh, that's not, um, clarification. That's definitely modification. You need to really, you need to have like explained this very, very well and maybe even debated lawyers to see, hey, does this fit? Like, does this even fit? But no, these politicians can basically just pass these bills without getting any kind of like consultation with, 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 um, with experts on the law. And what's funny is that they basically just have all pro, pro crypto lawyers writing these bills. Of course, they're trying to bend the law. Of course, they're trying to do things a different way. Um, and they're not, they're not getting the other side of the issue, of course, right? Why would they? they? They don't want to spend any time on people that are critics or that have a different opinion because they just want to shove this legislation uh, down down people's throats. Um, in my opinion, it's not going to pass anytime soon. The tax stuff, they're going to have to eventually talk about it. I know they didn't want to talk about it at this conference. They're going to have to eventually talk about it. And it's going to be a big, uh, big issue because Democrats and, and even Republicans and even libertarians, most of them, if you don't have an interest in crypto, you're going to be against this because it basically allows anybody using crypto to never have to pay taxes ever again on their crypto assets. That's completely unfair. And, um, this guy that didn't even challenge the senator on this issue, like, was she just unprepared? Did she say, I don't want any questions on tax law? Like, besides, uh, you know, the, the one softball she was given. I mean, please like this, it was, it was pretty boring. The only thing interesting what is, what, about it was, oh, these are senators here. And there was one, one guy from the house who took up way too much time. Um, but, but yeah, like, okay, you're a senator, but you, you're not that special. You, it's not, that doesn't mean that you have, a, you know, command of the law. Um, so I was pretty annoyed by the panel in all, in all, like on the whole, mainly for the, sh the cheering that I heard, you know, it's directly behind a bunch of people cheering every time, you know, Gillibrand spoke or cheering for all the stuff that they want to do in their, their bill. I get it. It's a pro, pro, pro crypto conference, but, um, it just felt really, really dumb. Like it just felt like they were treating us like we were dumb. Like the audience was dumb. They just wanted to give you what you, what you, you wanted to hear. Just, it just, it's not interesting to me. Like it just, it doesn't make things interesting, um, at all. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm just not interested in that. Like I, I'm interested in debate and, in and real ideas, real back and forth, um, getting into the heart of the bill, which they didn't do. It was just a pump fest, like a love fest. Like how much money did taxpayers have to spend to get all these, these politicians at this crypto conference? Um, does the, do the taxpayers have to pay for this, right? Or, or is this on their own dime? I don't, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, but, um, 
yeah, but but the biggest the biggest thing was the takeaway was the celebration of politicians, right? This would have never happened five years ago in crypto or Bitcoin. Um, and maybe this is just this type of event. This is my first time to go to like a consensus event. So uh, maybe this is how it's always been, buddy, buddy with the politicians. But, um, but, but yeah, I mean, this isn't, this isn't crypto. Like crypto has been hijacked. Bitcoin's been hijacked. Bitcoin is very status now. They're, they're all about the lobby and what favors they can get themselves pass through Congress. Uh, it's, 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 it just makes me want to throw up. Honestly, it makes me want to puke like this industry. Um, everybody knows everyone's a scammer. Like you just go around and people are like, yeah, he's, he's a scammer. He's a fraudster. It's just sort of accepted and people just laugh about it. it it's just, it's highly, highly uh, disgusting is what it is. Um, it's disgusting and underlying their underlying all of this crap is, is, is fundamentally some, some really good, you know, mathematicians, cryptographers, some really good programmers, um, some really good people who, who this is the cutting edge of their field. Like, you know, cryptography is used in all these applications and it's exciting um, but, uh, on the whole, the whole picture, and they don't, they don't see the whole because they're focused on their one little field. Um, like what this crypto, crypto cryptography, right? This math, right? Is being used in service of is basically to just fraud, right? Just to defraud people to sell stuff that, that doesn't really, um, have any value, and so it's hard to tell people, though, that are into, like, the math of it and the, the programming of it, hey, like, I get that this is exciting for you because it's being used in something real, um, but it's actually being used on the whole, like, it's being used to defraud people. Like, the, the use case of crypto is mainly for defrauding. Like, there's some small utility that you might get, right, again, from, from helping people in war-torn countries, right, uh, escape or get, get, get their wealth out. But this relies on the fact that Bitcoin is a, is a service. It's a shitty service because it's not, um, guaranteed and it's a shitty service because no one guarantees you, um, the ability to exit out of the currency, out of the crypto back to real dollars, which is why any of this stuff is even valued in the first place. But you usually have to have an exchange for that. Bitcoin doesn't offer you Bitcoin to US dollars. You have to go find some third party entity outside of Bitcoin, the network. To do that, so not only can can you, not only um, are you um, not guaranteed to be able to even move the Bitcoin, you're not even guaranteed to be able to get out of the Bitcoin batch of dollars. I mean, in my opinion, that's a shitty service. It's a shitty service because you're buying some asset with just hope and belief that you can you can be able to do those two things. So while you know, if you're desperate, if that's the last option, then sure, you know. Sure, people people might find value in it, but that's primarily not the bulk of the industry. The bulk of the industry, people are seeing this as an investment, as a get-rich-quick scheme, right? And, and that is why people are attracted to it. And yes, it has a lot of cool stuff in it, math-wise, code-wise, sure. Cryptography-wise, yes, of course. It's interesting as a legal from a legal perspective, right? It's interesting to classify new stuff and see how the law would apply to it. It's interesting from an economic perspective because all these crypto proponents are making economic claims about what this stuff is. So it's fun to think about what the root of economics is and does this new asset called crypto or Bitcoin 
apply and how does it apply and how do the tokenomics or you know the economics of these tokens what do, what do they mean and how can you relate that to past you know economic principles and, and theories of thought the game theory of it right this is the whole i consider this the ponzi nature of it like oh well if you get this many people you know promoting it and then you have this avalanche of new buyers coming in that's game theory in my mind that's what people call game theory now i, I realize it's something more than that but it's basically predicting what other people will do you know and then like basically beating them at a game of chess right so so that is the ponzi nature of it so game theory in my mind when people say crypto is about game theory i think oh you're trying to beat me at a game of chess called you know bitcoin um and you hope to win because you think you're so much smarter than me uh that's game theory for you so uh it touches uh many many areas it's it's a fascinating subject right it's new it's novel um, it's, it's been going up in price. There's a lot of wealth coming into it. Um, and now there's a lot of politicians interested in it. Uh, it's an interesting space. And even though I'm a critic, I'm, you know, compelled to, to be interested in it. Uh, you know, but it doesn't mean that like, just because it uses cryptography in a cool way, right. It uses your science in a new cool way that it actually is good on the whole. So I think that's what a lot of people miss especially the people that are highly, highly technical. Um, I get it, right? I get it. Like it's, 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 it's something that's highly technical and you, then you think it's just great. Well, but it's, it's actually look at the, the, the whole, um, the whole field and see how that relates, uh, to, um, well, whether something is, is fundamentally good or not.